What's up, beanbags? Our next episode is going to be James Cameron's 1984 classic, The Terminator. So you should uh, watch that in the next two weeks if you want to follow along. I would love you even more than I already do if you did. And also, I made a zine of um, my ad reads for this show, my ad reads for fictional products. Um, So if you would like me to mail you a copy of it, um, DM me on Twitter, at Kane Daniel. Uh, completely free because uh, I'm so generous and a much better person than you. And now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast where a group of film lovers get together to discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has just watched for the very first time. What a concept. Uh, I am joined as always by Keen Porkchop Daniel. Hi, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm um, Pepe Le Pew. And Seb is still on, uh, <laughs> still looking after uh, the uh, his newborn. Um, and so we are joined once again by our friend Macquarie Fletcher. G'day suckers. <laughs> and uh, so Macquarie chose the uh, the film for us. Um, please. Uh, what is it? Yeah, what is it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. Now, this is a movie I had never, ever heard of. Ooh. I don't think Kane. I hadn't did. heard of it either. Um, oh, how special. And yeah, but then you sort of look at the people who are in it and I'm like, yeah. how have I not heard about this movie? Yep. Um, a lot of star making turns. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so I guess uh, what is your history with this film? My history with this film is a couple of years ago, uh, my ex-boyfriend was like, I reckon you'll like this film, Macquarie. I'm going to play it for you. And I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, he played me a lot of films, and a lot of them I liked. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> give me an example of one you didn't. Oh, what didn't I? Possession. Hated it. Hated it. What's Have you seen Possession? Possession, like Isabella Gianni, Sam Neill, Berlin, mm. shit ass. Everyone's terrible. It's, it's people love it. People love it. Um, Shocker. We had a fight about it, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was like, yeah, I'll play you this. And I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, cool, whatever. And then I was kind of tired and I started watching it and then it pretty much just, there was a shift in my consciousness when I watched this film. Yeah. I was like, this is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you say this was a couple of years ago? Yeah, this is maybe like two years ago. Mm. Yeah. And then Boom. Best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've watched it many times since. So I think, um, yeah, it was, I just really connected to it. I saw a lot of myself in it. Um, Narcissus, you know, but also like, I just fell in love with this movie and um, have since tried to get as many people as possible to watch it. Especially people. Had you heard it? So you hadn't heard it? Hadn't heard a thing about it. Never even knew it existed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty wild. So what would you think uh, two schmucks like us would have <laughs> thought about this film? Good question. I think you're, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you would have liked it or not. I can't tell. I reckon I reckon you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I liked it a lot. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, you liked it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's um, uh, it's just such a, like, an odd movie. It's crazy, isn't it's it? Really it's really odd. Yeah. It's 
not the best. It's not the most well-made movie. Oh, it's, no, terribly it's terribly made. Terribly made. It's terribly um, made. That's what is right. kind of charming yeah, about it. Yeah, um, but well but directed. Yeah. yeah, there's so much to enjoy about it, and there's yeah. so much weirdness and and just like holy shit, yeah. <laughs> sort of stuff in it. I so. think that's what makes it so special is the how flawed it is. Yeah, and yeah. when you read a lot about it as well it starts to make sense about why yes. it was kind of bonkers. I've, I've kept myself from this stuff because yeah. I'm always interested to learn it, like when we do the episode. But for people who haven't uh, seen or heard about it, yeah, what's what's kind of – give us the outline of the Which is probably going to be a few. Yeah, so exactly. We're, we're, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, let's try and make this, um, you know, an advertisement. Let's <laughs> yeah. get people watching this film. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so it was conceptually conceived by, uh, is it Ca- it's Caroline? Co- no, maybe Caroline Kuhn was the advisor. Sorry, um, the writer's name. What's her name? I will, uh, I will look up. She wrote you... this script yep. and then joined forces with Lou Adler, uh, who was a producer, similar to like Barry Goody Motown kind of guy, and he only ever made one other film. Nancy Dowd. Nancy Dowd. That's right. Who also wrote Slapshot. Oh, yeah. Slapshot rules. Yeah, that Slapshot. is such a good movie. Yeah. So that was another film that she wrote. Um, so her and Lou Adler got together and wanted to make this kind of like rock and roll movie about mm. like punk rock. And uh, Nancy Dowd wrote this script advised by Caroline Kuhn, who was like a big force in like zines and stuff in the punk era in, in America. Right. Um, so she wrote it and then I think was like – I, believe, I don't think she was directing it. I think she just wrote it and produced it perhaps. But then it got all weird. Lou Adler was kind of a psycho. Um, Nancy Dowd experienced a bunch of harassment on the set. Uh, people wanted to do things. She didn't want to do other things. And so then it kind of turned into this like a little bit of a mess in which it was edited in a way that perhaps she didn't want it to be. And there was little things added on. Um the ending it's was a mess. changed. The ending was changed. It just became a messy kind of thing that I think, but I think even amongst all that mess, um, the main sort of ideas. The and thrust is there. The thrust yeah. is there, you yeah, know. It's, absolutely. It's almost more like of a of a mood well, than a story. <laughs> like, to to <laughs> sort of uh, indicate how unhappy Nancy Dowd was with the, uh, the final uh, product and a lot of that was – due to they did some screeners and mm. it was, you know, the audience reaction. And so they tried to – so they shot um, the ending two years after the film finished. Um, mm. uh, but she um, removed her name or put her name as Rob Morton. Yeah, that's as the right. writer, Rob yeah. Morton. Um, so she was – just didn't want uh, – um, somewhat similar to uh, – uh, when who what's the name we were talking uh, about in June? Um, <laughs> Alan Smithy. Anyway. Um so, so yeah, but yeah. please take the, so the, uh, yeah, uh, the, the What's story. What's a story? What am I watching? Yeah. yeah. So you got a, you got a chick. She's young. She's, uh, disillusioned. She's really young. She's pissed off. She hates her small town. Uh, her name is Corinne Burns and it kind of, the film opens in this really kind of, it's almost like. Inexplicable. Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Inexplicable is a word for it. Yeah. Like this kind of framing device yeah. that, that never 
that, that, that doesn't really have she gets for 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 uh, you know a, a, a no no name girl from a no name town she gets a lot of television coverage Does she yeah. <laughs> but, but but the guy in the very beginning like some sort of newscaster yeah. saying mm. this is the story of Corinne Burns <laughs> and and didn't she make it by golly gee yeah but then it cuts to something which is way better which is uh and feels so fucking real. Yeah. Is Corinne talking to camera, into being interviewed. Yeah. Um, what, for what reason was she being interviewed? I think it's because, so she, she was in a, like a, a, um, a story about the town. Yeah. And right. she sort of, um, quit her job in a big, um, hullabaloo and said a few things and, the, the guy said, and we've never had such an audience response. And it was, you know, oh, that girl's that's speaking right, so that's much. Right. She's saying what I'm thinking, yeah. man. And, then, and so this was a follow-up interview mm. um, with, yeah. that, with, that per, uh, with, with that news, um, you know. Which is a really show. bizarre kind of, like the it's shots really of her really quitting her job. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like this melodramatic, like, there, I yeah. hate this town, no, fuck you. Like. No, but see, the, the <laughs> wonderful thing about it, like I love about this movie is, they use the the news as a, a big mm. plot device, mm. but they shoot it in a way that no news has ever been shot before. Definitely. Like they're supposed to be like <laughs> these live interviews, and there's two cameras and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> like they, so they can like cut to two shots and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's 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 mo- like filmed like a movie. Yeah, as TV, totally. and it's it's quite weird. Yeah. Oh uh, um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just using footage that they yeah shot. they've yeah, thrown yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, that opening sort of where she's uh, it, and the camera is just on Corinne, who's played uh, by Diane Lane. Diane Lane, a who was well. <sighs> It's a bit hard to get the timelines working on this, but she was 16 mm. yeah. when they were. Um, she does a fair bit of racy stuff. Oh, does her. she ever? Yeah, like she I, I, she I'm holds not, her own though. Yeah, mm. um, but I'm not. I was just sort of watching, going, "Geez, they could get away with a bit more in yeah. the 80s." Um, it was. You uh, never see like full Teddy or anything, no. though. Yeah, but and I guess like <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't meant to be like wistful. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't opportunity you lost. You <laughs> um, but that that yeah, it, that interview scene. If you had her like ripped out the credits that were rolling mm. over it and gave it to me, no context, and said it was like some yep. sort of documentary interviewing somebody from a podunk town in yeah. what what state was it meant to be? Good question. Pennsylvania maybe? Yeah, it's Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um if you had told me that was a documentary about disaffected teen yeah. youth, I would have said, "Okay, cool." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then sort of just like, oh, "That looks like a really young Diane Lane." <laughs> Is that Laura Dern? Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. What do we know Diane Lane from? I'm oh, not mate, even sure I've mate. seen her in much. <laughs> um The Outsiders? Mhm. Uh, Streets of Fire. She had this kind of really cool period in that, like, post-Fabulous Stains. Have you seen Streets of Fire before? That was the one directed by the... Uh, the Warriors yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's kind of on my list of things to oh, watch. 100%. It looks wild. It like is Like, I've wild. seen the trailer. And it's Willem Dafoe, yeah. right? Yeah. It's almost like it's a... It's kind of like a musical, right? It is a musical, yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of a really good sort of accompanying piece to watch after Fabulous Stains, Streets of Fire. Because Diane Lane plays another musician, Ellen Aim, 
and she's in a band, gets kidnapped. But it's kind of set in this like post-apocalyptic New York, but it's also like the 50s diner aesthetic as well. It's so great. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, that was her as a young person. She was like one of the kind of like ones to watch in Hollywood and was in The Outsiders and a bunch of other films like that. Mm. And then later in life, Under the Tuscan Sun, um, Unfaithful. Yeah, she's had a few... And then I think she was on one of those, you know, CSI shows, like um, where, you know, or one of those sort of shows where she's the detective. But never quite bubbled up as like a star star. No. No. But she's so fantastic and beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She plays um, Superman's mum. Yes. In those those new Superman movies. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Um, and married to Josh Brolin for quite a time as no well. No way. Yeah. My number one crush. Oh, my God. I was just about to ask, is Josh Brolin handsome? Oh, oh my God. Yes. Because yes. he looks like he a is. slab of stone. You know exactly. What, I mean? what else do you mm. need, really? <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> so, <laughs> a working dick. Yeah. <laughs> True. Oh, not if you look like Josh Brolin. I so, Corinne so. is uh, very <laughs> disaffected, um, is trying to find a job. Um, her uh, has formed a band with her younger sister. Her, her, who's, and their, their mama is dead. Yes, and dad has long gone. Um, and sort of stumble, well, not they, they um, basically by circumstance uh, get um, begrudgingly added to a tour yeah. um, of uh, this rock band, uh, the Looters. The, the well, no, but it's the metal, the metal corpses. Oh, the metal corpses! Um, oh, amazing. And amazing. Uh, who are these? You know, um, uh, you know, had one hit. Uh, you know, like Kiss, <laughs> ki- Kiss Light. Yeah, I mean, the, light, yeah. The, the, um, the 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 front man is like especially the first time you see him, like oh. backlit. You can't see him. That guy is doing an Ace Frehley impression. Oh, yeah. And it rocks. Yeah. It is so good. Like, I like a lot about this movie, but his shitty Ace Frehley impression might be the... Oh, he's incredible. Have, have you ever listened to... There's compilations of just Ace Frehley's, like, stage banter. Do you mean Paul oh. Stanley? Paul, oh, yeah. Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. I, hey, I people! Them. Sorry. <laughs> I meant Paul Stanley the whole way through. Yeah. It's easy. They've, yeah. they've got makeup yeah, on. Yeah, They're yeah. easy to get confused. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody like tequila? <laughs> it's so great. We got to link um, to one of them. Yeah. So um, and uh, and so the support. Uh, so they go to this gig. Um, and the support band uh, called the Looters, um, and uh, you see Kareen watching the uh, the lead singer, um, and they're very much a Clash oh, adjacent. Well, considering totally. two members of the Clash are in the band, um, one and then two Sex Pistols. No, yeah. other way around. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's so it's uh, it's Paul Cook, um, Sex Pistols. Yeah, and then Steve Jones, Sex Pistols. Oh, Paul oh, Simonon. Paul Simonon is Clash. Okay. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm, I'm being a little yeah, shit. You, you, <laughs> no, no, I, I got them mixed No, it's up. fucking hubris over here going up against a super fan. <laughs> that is, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's funny because, like, in a lot of ways, they, they sound and act as if they are what they are, which is a hybrid oh, of totally. the Clash and the Sex Pistols, Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, but 
led by uh, the young Ray Winston, 25 oh at the time, baby-faced, um, before he turned into a British bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> um, a puppy, a puppy. And, um, he was 25 and he looks younger. He looks yeah. like 16. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like really, like, yeah, like baby. kind of puppy fat, like yep. kind of like yep. face. Um, first American film. Um, and yeah, and he, but he's, you know, he's doing a pretty good um, Joe Strummer-ish mm. sort of yeah. Thing um, pretty good. On. I don't know. Like he's no, English well, uh, and he does a shitty English <laughs> accent somehow. You what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this leads to um, you know, as we were sort of saying, not the some of the dialogue in this movie is atrocious, <laughs> and um, but there's this great. So this um, the the, the uh, um, Paul Stanley blowhard sort of guys <laughs> is up on stage and he's um, and. <laughs> And you hear, you know, this is this is Ray fucking Winston, right? And he's screaming from the side while they're playing oh, yeah, their song. Yeah. You ain't worth two bob, and it's just like <laughs> you old fart, you, you old, old fart. fart, you ain't worth two bob. And so I was laughing out loud. But then I just thought, oh, maybe this is a because I, I don't remember hearing swear words. Um, so I thought, oh, maybe it's you know they're you know they're um. But yeah. then oh, they're, but they're then distributing you'd... Fs and Cs uh, yes. quite liberally later in the movie, and, yeah. and and there's like proper lines where it's oh that's Ray Winston, you yeah. know, like, you fucking count and all this sort of stuff. But His then, accent does sound terrible though, right? It does, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, but um, but I just thought that was so funny. Like it's just like the the, the writers yeah. like, all right, so he's English. What would an <laughs> English guy say? <laughs> Let me look at some sixties. <laughs> TV, you know, sitcoms or something is like, you ain't worth two pop. Show um, your shoes. And like, um and so uh, but anyway the, the lead tuppence. Yeah, tuppence. <laughs> Sorry. Um but the uh, the lead singer isn't happy with this um and wants to throw the uh, the looters off the uh the, the the tour and so the stains get sort of invited on as a bit of a um so they switch nights, I think is the the so oh, he doesn't have conceit. to so he doesn't have to sort of deal with them. Um, but then, uh, and the, uh, the Ace Freely guy is like washed up, yeah, coke using, yep. uh, kid having, mm. yep, and, I, I and a real piece of shit. Like, they, 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 they love just like He's, they're like, okay, so you're the bad guy, um, yeah. And uh, he, he, um, was he talks about the, the lyrics of his uh, song where it's just like, you know, love is just sometimes you just have to, oh, you know, like beat the shit out of yeah, a woman, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that is just hectic. Like, wow, like you're really, you know, you're really slathering on the well, yeah. you're definitely the bad guy. <laughs> like, um, he's, um, a, he's that actor is from the tubes. Uh, who are a band of like that time, mm. um, and it's a really kind of funny portrayal of like this like overblown cokehead character because I guess the tubes they're a little bit more like like satirical. I don't know, satirical is that the right word? Satirical, 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 <laughs> satorial. Yeah, they were fashionable <laughs> gentlemen, um, and they had like this. Their biggest hit was this song like White Punks on Dope and stuff, and they were kind of like you know pushing against a lot of punk stuff happening and then but also moonlighted within this like LA cokehead kind of world so I thought that that is a really well, like f- in in a hair medley kind of nah, way they're no, like no, no. real kind of, oh, they're like a bit power pop a bit punk kind mm. of real like LA sort of rainbow hotel or whatever it is um the whiskey go-go mm-hmm. uh band um so his role is like is even more funny I think Knowing that about it, it's and, pretty funny. Um, and I did because uh, there's another guy who was also in the tubes, uh, Jerry. Yeah. 
So who was also in the Grateful Dead? Yeah, he yeah. was a keyboardist in the Grateful yeah. Dead. But Jerry was my favorite um, because oh my he is on stage with some amazing sunglasses and for like basically a Kiss adjacent band. Somehow wearing a harmonica, yeah, like Bob, yeah. <laughs> Bob Dylan style, just, like, yeah, like with the, the, the harmonica the, holder, yeah, and yeah. then and you think, where does this? T-? And then it's just the end of the song. He's just blowing sort of atonally into the harmonica, <laughs> and I was like, "You're my favorite." Yeah, um, but it's it's quite a um, so back to the story. It's quite amazing that they sort of get invited onto this bus because their first uh, performance is not well received. Um, they're not well played. Uh, they're not well played, no, but, and um, but it is the presentation of third degree burns um as she uh, as Corinne unveils her um persona. hairstyle and persona and um uh, and yeah and then um it all sort of kicks off from there she kind of like does a monologue angry at the yeah. world whatever mm. which uh, at this small is, town yeah club is not, it's kind not of it's kind of her um What's his face in network moment? Oh, oh totally. Yeah. <laughs> Open up your window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take it. Um, absolutely. But there's there's just so many great one-liners in Is this movie. One? Um, like uh, the, the most I love just sort of in, and it's this in that um, opening uh, intro, introduction sort of interview and, um, you know, disaffection uh, maximum. When when she says, oh, you know, have you got a boyfriend or and he's like, I'm too far I'm too far gone for love. And it's <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> so good. That's some teen shit, right? Oh, there. Yeah. It's so good. Feeling so many feelings. Um She says something like I think she's like, and we're all just a bunch of horn dogs or something. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Just great. another girl waiting around to die. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up on a tour with uh those two bands. Yep. And which and is the tour- sadly cut short um, for one of the bands. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, your harmonica mate. When harmonica yeah, when man, man. Yeah, over, yeah. Overdoes the sniffy stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the tour is seemingly led by some Rastafarian yeah. guy. Yeah. Lawn boy. Lawn boy. Yep. How did, I don't know, I didn't know how to take all that. I, th- I kind of read Lawn boy as like a, an almost like Don Letts figure who Don Letts was like part of the kind of punk movement in the 70s in the UK. And I think there was a lot of like influence from like reggae and dancehall in that world. Yeah, well, I mean, with The Clash. Yeah, and Scar and, you know, like Mm. I think there was quite a few like obviously Jamaican musicians and promoters and stuff in England. So maybe it's sort of like a homage to that, a nod to that kind of Mm. Don Letts-ish thing. But also like... Could he have been a guy like in the Clash's orbit or something like maybe. that? Maybe I don't. I didn't actually look into like mm. who that actor is or anything who plays Lawn Boy. No, neither did I. And I think that the I don't know. But he's for, just for a, the listeners. He is a um, a, a Rasta, a Rasta man. Yeah, yeah, like in every sense of the word, a Rasta promoter. Yeah, and yeah, I'm no connoisseur, but the patois sounded pretty dead on to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a connoisseur of the uh, Jamaican patois. Jar bless, jar bless, pork chop. <laughs> you oh, no. No, 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 I can't see. Oh, that was welling up inside. You, I've been you, holding back so much. Have you seen the, God, I mean, all these things move so fast, but um, I've forgotten his name and even what he fucking did. Oh, yeah, he was a Democratic, um, either senator or House of Representatives guy. Uh, he was the one who was found 
in uh, there was photos of him in blackface in his yeah. med school yearbooks. Yeah. So first of all, why do colleges have yearbooks? Mm. Weird. Yeah, weird. But anyway, you know, he had to like have his contrite press conference or mm. whatever. Oh yeah. And <laughs> oh no. This is it's the most amazing thing you will ever see. So you know he has to do his I'm not racist thing, and one of the reporters says to him. Uh, I heard that, like, you could, like, do a really good moonwalk. And there yep. is this moment where you the, see him, the like... The oldest, you know, yeah, you can, democratic man yeah, you've ever seen. And you seen. can see him up there, like, kind of f- trying to figure no. out, like, do I have the space? Like, where's the space? Can I do this? <laughs> and then his wife just basically goes, this is not the time. <laughs> it, is, it is so good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was just Holy like, shit. take your hand off the tiller. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, yeah. You, just, just, oh man, it was just his little, like, his little shithead eyes lit up. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh I get to do my party trick. <laughs> I get to do a, a party trick to prove I'm not racist. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. so bad. Um, yeah. So, I. Uh, Anyway, the um, the tour continues, um, and um, and basically the 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 fabulous stains uh, or the stains. It's just the stains. Um, uh, they sort of this groundswell of uh, fandom begins mm, mm. Um, because they they go know, viral. They go viral. Yeah, they absolutely. Go viral. Um, <laughs> via some more television coverage. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so but they have the this shows. cool ally and this, oh, she's uh, so and this cool. uh, yeah. female news reporter. Yep. Um, on, on a kind of, um, uh, I don't know what you would compare it to now, but it's, 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 she is the, the reporter, you know, talking to a, you know, a right wing kind of, or mm. just a, like old, you know, older guy kind of, browbeating the youngins kind of thing and she's yeah. trying to um you know that she she throws some proper proper I, old man shade at him yeah. on, on on air which i also <laughs> love like the kind of the multi-layered element of that is it's like you know she's presenting these this like subculture and she's an ally but then at the very end you know he says like she's been promoted to our network now yep. yes um which is fantastic mm. i think it's like she's she's in washington now, yeah so it's it's yeah. good it's yeah. like yeah, she's great. Um, and she's interviewing, um, yeah, so she's out there interviewing the kids. She interviews the aunt uh, who um, is sort of left, oh, that's towards the end of the movie. But um, uh, so she does, but she also, what, what I do like is she does sort of like, there's critical interviewing as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, So yeah. it's, it's not just them, you know, like, oh, this is, you know, a, a fun story kind mm. of thing. It's um, she she calls out, you know, the other yeah. stuff. and um, But um but yeah, basically they 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 become they become this, a phenomenon, mm. and there's kind of like uh, internecine conflict between uh, Ray Winston's band, why the, the Stooges, the Looters, the Looters, the Stooges. The Stooges. Um, what am I Billy, saying? Billy, yeah, the, the lead singer there's of the, the like, Looters. Yeah, there's there's power struggles between yeah. Ray Winston and uh, and uh, Karen, yep. culminating in them actually screwing, yep. <laughs> which. <laughs> Two things. One, <laughs> I don't know if she was 16 years old, but uh, 
Sorry to sound like a creep, but oh, that was man. kind of a hotter sex scene than like a lot of sex scenes in yeah, movies. Yeah, it is. The yeah, shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. Yeah, they kind of, they burn in the shower and it's actually, it's it's got some juice. I hate sex scenes in movies. Yeah. They're so hard to do, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not a new observation, but it's the same as writing yeah. sex scenes as well. Yep. So hard to do sex scenes. It was kind of good. Yep. I mean, I guess it was because it was a light touch. But, yeah, exactly. Um, What did you think of that? From yeah. a plot point of view, because mm. it, it, I don't and, know, and it's... for the for, yeah, because one of the like the, the almost their their tagline is yeah. wear the stains and we don't put out. Yeah, yes, but that's meant to be taken in kind of a that's that's a metaphor, right? Or it's a... yeah, I think I loved that though. I loved that they hooked up. Yeah, um, I think the way that it's handled later in the film. Uh, and the trajectory of their relationship makes it kind of justified because, uh, you know, she doesn't... You can tell, like, when she first sees that band play, she's completely, like, electrified. Mm. Like, it's Mm. an awakening for her, um, seeing a punk band, and then she's like, fuck, I can do this. And I think there's almost an element of that. Like, when she roots him, it's kind of like... It's like, yeah, you know, he's cool. And they have this little moment of like being in a relationship, but she sort of comes to when she realizes he's just a piece of shit and she doesn't compromise herself or the stains for him. She sort of says like, fuck off and, and then throws it back in his face by covering the band's song mm. yeah. um, and doing a much better job of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then at the very end, you know, where he's like, all right, babe, come with me on the tour. After, she, after yeah. he has basically... Oh, he's, uh, oh yeah, um, of course. Like, like destroyed them. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, the stains become uh, much more popular than the looters, so they yeah. switch, um, uh, you know, switch on the, um, the bill, the lineup. And um, there's a great line um, uh, from, I think it's Laura Dern. Uh, so young Laura Dern is mm-hmm. one of the, the, the stains. 12 years old. 12? She's 12. Jesus. Holy shit. She's 12 um, years old. But um, uh, when, uh, when she also Billy... Got, sorry to interrupt you. Legally emancipated from her parents so she could be in the film. Huh. Because they wouldn't let her film. Did she have a bad relationship with them? I don't know. She- hmm. um, <laughs> Protect Laura Dern at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so he, Billy walks into to their dressing room and, uh, and Laura Dern says, your dressing room is down the hall, the one marked support band. Yeah. Oh. It's like, oh. <laughs> so You're no- an- another nice little um, like uh, slap in Ray Winston's faces at one point. Um, he says to Corinne, he says, I could have any bird I want. <laughs> <laughs> and and she says, name one. Yeah. I thought that was actually like a great little piece of dialogue, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's, that says, that's saying a lot about what she's saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're just treating them as transactionally, you don't know who yep. they are. So, so yeah, mm. that, was, also, that was a good dialogue. Also, Speaking of transactions, yeah. it's probably time for an ad. Wow! Hello, my gentle, soft-hearted buffoons. We talk a lot about everyday coffee on this show. This is because we've entered into a commercial arrangement with them, wherein I talk nonsense about them, and they make me rich beyond my wildest dreams. I can buy and sell you, freaks. I can make your parents not love you anymore. But more importantly, we talk about them because they sell damn fine coffee. They sell it out of their main digs in Sackville Street, Collingwood and all the diffusion lines. Everyday Midtown on Little Collins, the bookstore in Carlton, the Patissier Delight, all are welcome in Northcote, 
The brand is becoming so powerful they will take over the whole of Melbourne's inner north and eventually the world. We will breathe coffee dust like the spice melange on the desert planet Arrakis. It will give us the gift of folding time and exploring the cosmos until some Caledonian ne'er-do-well ruins it for all of us with his mystic visions and messianic tendencies. Oh well. Here's some other stuff you can look forward to while the coffee intoxication takes hold. Your genitals will make lightsaber sounds whenever you play a real intense game of sabak, if you know what I'm saying. Start fires in gothic cathedrals and never get caught. Get one retweet from any Twitter account. I chose the verified account for Windex cleaning products because I like to aim low and because I spray it on my butthole sometimes during my handy person role-playing scenes. Invent genres of music that flash into existence and disappear without ever existing, like the whispered sounds of a lover forever gone but perpetually arriving. Ascertain the point at which comedy can be considered punching up to such a degree of accuracy that you'll be able to insult the widest range of public figures of anyone alive. You'll never be arrested. The damn constabulary will bite their lower lips and circle their batons with forefinger and thumb, stroking its length and fantasizing of doming you so hard your eyes fall out and land in some soup. All wonderful things to look forward to. So get on down to everyday coffee for a cup of joe or a bag of beans. It's the right thing to do and you'll feel good doing it. Um, so we sort of uh, get to that point where um, they, they've switched uh, places on the bill and uh, obviously Billy's not uh, enthused about this and um, they come out to their kind of the first big Stains headlining show. And by this time... Um, they, they Stains have, Mania has, yeah, you know, they, they, the Stain Army. They have a skunk, cult. Skunk Army. The skunks. skunks. They're called the skunks. Yeah, they have like a cult. They all dress like the skunks and yep. stuff. Yeah. Um, How good's the scene where all the little girls are just like giving the rude finger at yeah. the, oh, the looters? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched it with Alex and... I mean, I loved it too, but yeah. Alex was just like yeah. delirious with yeah. pleasure. It yeah. was so good. So, yeah. so the, the the looters are playing their their song, and um, you can hear sort of under the soundtrack is just "We Want Stains, We Want Stains," and all the girls are giving giving the the bird. Yeah, and it's um, just a sea of of birds. teenage girls wearing yeah. like these pink tops and and dyed hair and crazy eye makeup, just giving Ray Winston the yeah. finger. And it's so um, good. And so he. Uh, <laughs> He kind of cracks it and uh, basically says, oh, you know, where do you reckon all the money from all the merch and mm. stuff that you've been buying goes? It goes into her pocket and you've all been fooled. Yeah. And in one of the quickest turnarounds, I'd have to say, oh, for yeah. any uh, crowd, um, uh, they leave the stage and uh, all of a sudden the stains are just, um, they get you know, um, things pelted at them and uh, yeah. called fraud and someone does a stage rush and tries yep. to, yeah. um, and, you know, and the guy And the guy but... who fucking tackles her is a great job. Yeah. Like, really. <laughs> Nails her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what did you think of that, that whole bit? I liked it. I yeah. thought it was great. It was very real. Yeah, it's Tall kind... poppy syndrome, all that shit, you know. 
Happens. I mean, I guess everything happens in such a hyper-compressed. Yeah, yeah, it does it yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's 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 extremely compressed. So yeah. you sort of like you have to uh, you know um, go. Oh, okay, we'll just mm, let that they go, go from it. barely not being able to play instruments. Yeah, nobody's heard of them. like Beatles-esque, you know. And no, sorry about the the crowd, like you know, barely being being yeah. able to yeah. contain themselves with joy. And then someone just gives them a little like wow. You know, where do you reckon all that money's going? Like, yeah. And then they're yeah. like, <gasps> like, within oh a week, God, the, the scales have fallen <laughs> from our eyes, you know. Um, but, yeah, they, they become massive in a, you know, seemingly very and, – and they don't do a lot of, um, you know, I think in a, a – a, well, a better structured film, like you'd have mm. the sort of, you know, a, a montage of, you know, yeah. a, a more of a montage of it, sort of the build-up of the stain mania. Totally. You know? Ray Winston grimacing while they, like, kill – out on stage. Yeah. 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 But that thing where he like he he cuts the leg out from under them. Yeah. It's kind of a weirdly kind of like complex thing that they're putting Super across. Complex. Right? Yep. Yeah. Which I like though. That's why I thought it was quite true to like punk punk world and like mm. women in punk and and also that's why I also like that they ended up hooking up. Cause I think that sort of showed you know, in a lot of films where there's like a powerful female force and it's a very empowering film, you know, you don't expect her to have this relationship with a dodgy dude or whatever, but that's really real. Mm. It's like even the strongest, most amazing women have also at the same time have experiences with these like kind of asshole dudes and we're all kind of going through it at the same time, you know. Um, even the strongest of strong role models uh, can still fall prey to like dudes. Yeah. yeah. And would you say that maybe like the film would respect her, would end up respecting her less if the whole way through she was just like kicking ass, yeah. like, like not wavering from that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, I think it's a tool for her to you to to learn more about her in a kind of like pretty light way because it's it's kind of poorly choppy. Yeah. It's a it's a choppy movie. Yeah, it's yeah, choppy. It's not, not not well edited. But, um, <laughs> so you can. It's very much like you know you can take what you want from it, and I think that's yeah. what I took from it was like, you know, they do have this relationship, and you kind of like, and part of you sort of think, or part of me was like, oh, that's a bit sad that she ended up with him. Mm-hmm. Like I me thought too. more of yeah. her. I thought she'd just do it alone and not put out (laughs) but then I liked that she did and then she also went like actually this guy's a dick yeah the second and the second that he sort of uh, so there is a somewhat of a betrayal um because uh, (laughs) sort of the assumption is that they will support the looters once the uh the, the other band um because uh Jerry um dies and they, 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 they leave the tour. Um, but then, um, uh, before, and this is a, so before, um, uh, Ray Winston's character thought that they were, you know, um, halfway, you know, a, a good band. Um, uh, he asked the promoter to get them, you know, another support band. Yes. And, oh, um, what a bit. And the, and the, and the line, this great, great line from, uh, um, from Ray Winston is like, I thought you were terrible, but that was last week. And it's just like, Are you talking yeah. about Black Randy and the Metro Squad? Black Randy and oh, the Metro mate. Squad, yeah. So all these bands are meant to... Parodies, right? Yeah, who was that meant to be? I don't know. A few, I thought a of a few. A bit of a mashup. Yeah, a bit of a mashup. But I liked that that character reappeared as then, he was just this like sellout dude who then reappeared as like the mariachi <laughs> yes. guy and yeah, stuff. And it's like, I'll deal with him. And Ray Winston like, 
beats him up. But it's like that uh, punk irony of like th- there's like the intellectual punks, which is like mm. this like has like a, a Jewish character calling himself Black Randy with this like kind of problematic band, and then you know the tough kind of working class punks like fuck this or whatever. Mm. I think that was like it was inserted in, but not really. There wasn't a, a lot given to that, so you kind of like unless you're sort of well versed in like punk mm. history and like different factions of of punk, you're kind of like what. Whereas I think if you kind of know like the difference between like UK stuff and American punk and the like intellectuals and sort of, you know. In real life, who would you consider like intellectuals? Oh, like a lot of the New York scenes, like the like television and right, all that CBGB's right, right, crew. Right, 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 talking heads. Yeah, all yeah, that yeah. shit, you know, yeah, there's yeah. like the kind of like, the no we're from punk, but of... like, we read. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like can the, read. We can read. <laughs> like the no, I'm like Ray no wave, lower east side, yeah. art, punk Same as um, in 24-hour party people, mm, when, yeah. Scr- I think it's Scritty Politti, they're like, you know, managed Darudy by column. Darudy Column. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're the kind of like, they come onto the scene and Joy Division are like, what the hell is this yeah. band? And they're in like jungle outfits or whatever. It's sort of that kind and of. And they may talk super lame. Yeah. Darudy so, Column have some great songs. They are a great band. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong. So is a lot of the like intellectual stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can like, a, you can be a two sides of the spinning coin <laughs> punk fan. <laughs> is that a fact? I look. Maybe I'm breaking the breaking the mold. I don't know, but um, I, I think that was just like it was a little insert that probably didn't get enough background, or you know, yeah, it's a yeah. nod to the uh, yeah. the maladies to the. Yeah. Did you did you, do you think there was a dash of the B52s in there? Totally, yeah. sounded totally. That's what that's immediately. I thought their song was really good too. Yeah, me like too. Randy's song. <laughs> there's, so there's there's three kind of songs in the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and there's the, the there's the looters have a song and yep. um, the stains have a song. They're really good. They're songs. really yeah. good songs because they were written by. The Clash slash Sex Pistols. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, because yeah, I think um, Steve Jones and Paul Cook, at the same time as the film came out, had a band called The Professionals. Mm. Um, so they left the Sex Pistols, or the Sex Pistols kind of like petered out, and then they were writing a bit more kind of like poppier punk songs, and that's like the song that Ray Winston sings, and then the Stains then sing. It sounds yeah. a lot like that group. Um, yeah. yeah, and John Lennon went the other way with Public Image Yeah, he, he started reading. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, that's so funny because Public Image Limited did become pretty thinky, right? Did it? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like, which is interesting, isn't it? Like, not for me. Hashtag not for me. Jar Wobble. Really? Nah. Oh, I love it. Too nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no. we're going down a path here. That's <laughs> <laughs> and that is a fact. Sorry, I was trying to get us to do is that a fact. I mean, sometimes it's a, it's a long way around. Is that a fact? That a fact. Is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. All right. So um, I've got the uh, the task of filling Seb's boots, um, and hopefully it's not boots full of poo. Um, so, all right, so I've got three facts um, about this film, and one of them is not true. So, Jodie Foster was offered the role of Corinne. Diane Lane refused to dye her hair for the several changes of hair colour throughout the film. They used a series of different wigs with different lengths to simulate hair growth 
And the film, while not right, widely released, had some famous fans such as Courtney Love and <laughs> um, uh, it's been uh, auto-corrected to Bob Jovi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, bon, bon Jovi, who later dated Diane Lane. And had such an impact on guitarist Susanna Hoffs that she decided to form her own band called The Bengals. Mm. I stand this movie pretty hard, so I feel like I should sit this one out because I know the answer. Oh, you do? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm just going to let Kane take over. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't think it's number three. Too much detail in there. Always the autocorrector red herring is uh-huh. like, <laughs> I did a good fake out last one. Mm. Um, Do you want to hear them again? Yeah, please. Jodie Foster was offered the, the role of Corinne. Mm-hmm. Diane Lane refused to dye her hair for the several changes of hair colour throughout the movie. They used a series of different wigs with different lengths to simulate hair growth and roots instead. And the film, while not widely released, had some famous fans such as Courtney Love and Bon Jovi who later died dated Diane Lane and had such an impact on guitarist Susanna Hoffs that she decided to form her own band called The Bengals. I reckon it's the hair dyeing on account of the continuity department and keeping up with uh, <laughs> hair growth. That's my guess. I did it! Yes! Nice. Uh, so um, it Shame. was actually the, uh, I, I added on the bit about The Bengals uh, to, yeah. to, uh, to a true fact, which is it say. had Courtney Love and well, Bon Jovi. no, then that's cheating. Oh. That's not cheating. No, it's yes. extending a sit. No, there's one part of it is true. <laughs> But that's extending, like you just got tricked. Yeah, so the the Susanna Hoffs thing was Is not false. true. Yeah. yeah, sounds legit so, though. So then you need to put that forward as a as a isolated fact. You don't get. I to, liked what you've done. Thank you. That's okay. I, no, that's 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 crazy. Oh, You're only saying that because you got tricked. No, I, I couldn't care less. I just <laughs> care about yeah, yeah, the yeah. rules of the game. This is like saying The Godfather was directed in 1977 by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Al Pacino and Marlon Brando and a, a talking dog isn't named throwing Fred. Red, isn't it throwing, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. throwing a red herring in there. But it's a believable red herring. I love that. Thank you. Sucks. <laughs> You're going to start to get on the stage and you're going to be like, Mike's a sellout. This is bullshit. Well, that was actually one of the funniest things of the whole thing, like laughing at the movie, not with it, was when um, when the Stains get up on stage and they steal the the, yeah. the song for the first time. Ray oh, yeah. Winston goes, I've been betrayed. I've been betrayed. <laughs> I was like, do a bad job of it than you do, you wanker. Yeah, that was it's just so, so funny. How you I've been betrayed. <laughs> Thou doth protest too much. Yeah, it was it was so funny. Yeah. Speaking of Ray Winston, hot or not? Is Ray Winston hot in this? Been trying to decide. Yeah. Gonna go with hot. Yeah. Yeah. Little I think doughy face puppy dog. I think when he calls her a cunt, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know. Um, do we have any uh? Last points on uh, the fabulous stains. I think every girl should be given an electric guitar on her 15th <laughs> birthday. Um, <laughs> uh, I also think that um, it's just so iconic and so fabulous that it should be shown, like this film should be shown to young girls. Because mm, it's mm. like, aside from all the like kind of cookery that happens, uh, I 
wish I saw this movie when I was young because yep. my sort of gateway into punk music was like the Ramones, the Sex Pistols, and then later on when I was a little bit older, got into the Slits and Bikini Kill. And Bikini Kill's interesting because Kathleen Hanna, when they first started playing shows, often wore like tights with her undies and a T-shirt, much yep. like, you know, Corinne Burns. Um, I think it's just such a, a cool gateway into stuff for, mm. for young women and it's like potent in its message and unrelenting and even though it does waver with some of the editing and stuff and like I guess if you read about the film what happened to Nancy Dowd when she was yeah. writing it and when she was on set and stuff it's kind of sad but also like the ending is just so fabulous and amazing yeah, yeah. and I think I th- it treats its it treats its women well you know yeah well the, that <laughs> was gals. the thing there's the there's the the moment of um betrayal yeah and you know in any other movie it would be uh that they, you know, get back together at the Absolutely. end or something like that. Yeah. But And Ray Winston says, come on, come on the tour and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, it's all over for you and all of the, yeah, <laughs> he's a wonderful guy. There's a line um, which says, I'm not going to carry your guitar or something. And yeah. he goes, I don't even play the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but <laughs> so there's good. that shot of like he's walking on, you know, down towards the bus and you're just sort of oh, sitting there like, don't call out to him, don't yeah. call out to him, don't call out to him. But he gets on the bus and then... And then, sort of the uh, the end where it sort of the stains single goes. Yeah, I, I think this is where it all got rewritten, yeah. and you know, um, where where it turns into a, a an MTV video for the the Looters song shot two years later. So they all look so much yeah. older. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, in in a did you like of, that? Kind of Bengalsy style, yeah. you know. Um, sorry, Kane. Um, uh, did you, you like know, the yeah, yeah. that ending? Yeah, yeah. Like oh. Uh, did you I like it? Know. I don't know. No. It just felt incredibly tacked on. Yeah, it felt tacked on. Yeah. Like I liked, I liked, uh, like, I liked it. If they, if they just, cool. you know, because uh, I, I didn't I want just them liked. to become an MTV band. Though. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess I just that liked, happens, you know. Yeah, mm. I just like that. Um, she, just, she just let him get on the bus. Yeah, and, you know, she was yeah. at her lowest point, and but she stayed, you know, stayed true to definitely whatever you know, like what her beliefs and things yeah. like that. So yeah, I thought that was really good. So there was, it sounds like kind of the meta narrative of the film that there was a lot of push and pull between Lou Adler and Nancy Dow. Yeah. I was wondering what you thought of, um, you know, uh, how leery and sexualizing of mm. young girls mm. are mm. in this film, like what your thoughts were on that. That's a hard one. Mm. I think... Because um, there's actual fucking tits being pulled out yeah. by... Yep, uh, yeah. you got to assume actual teenage girls. Absolutely. Well, she, and, but, I mean... Diane Lane was 16 when they yeah. were filming. Yeah. You know. And some just crazy crotch shots as well. Which I kind of love though because it's sort of, I think if you read it without the knowledge that it was mm. created by Lou Adler and if you just read it, I think, mm, with Nancy in mind and, and the slits in mind and Bikini Kill and right, right. Riot Girl or whatever, it's like taking back that, taking back your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like being a slut is empowering, all that sort of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take it at face value without knowing that, I think it's really empowering um, and cool and, like, really mm. sort of, like, you know, if you're a teenage girl, you're so sexualized all the time and to sort of, like, flip that back onto people and be like, cool, I'm going to just wear my underwear and a see-through top and be a skunk and a bad bitch. Like, that's fantastic. And I guess that is punk. 
Um, but yeah, then knowing that like a dude is shooting that and a woman's been kind of fucked around with on, on set and stuff like that's creepy and gross. So I guess that's like real life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it had been directed by a woman, I, I wouldn't stop for a second. I yeah. would, I would yeah. just think of it that totally. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But knowing that, Hey, mm. it's, it's really difficult. I think that's the thing that I find hard about this film and, um, the challenge, but you know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's a jury's and it, out, mate. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess a lot of it exists outside of the film as well because mm. it, because it, it'd be hard to it'd be very hard to imagine where them a world in which they're making a political statement or totally. like or like thinking about it in a developed political yeah. way. You know what I mean? They're just teenage girls that have been in, in yeah. one of their first movies or whatever. I mean, shit. I mean, maybe now I'm condescending to yeah, them too that's much. It. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the the way in which the the film was like taken as this like inspirational, uh, I guess like um, blast off for a lot of female punk musicians is really cool though, mm. you know, um, and perhaps uh, retrospectively maybe Laura Dern and Diane. I really like. I think you can listen to a commentary with them, and I'd really love to listen to their commentary mm. of the film. But I've seen a couple of interviews where they speak really fondly of it and mm. um, there's also a really fantastic documentary about the making of the film that was made by a director whose name I've completely forgotten but she has she made a couple of films called I Was a Teenage Serial Killer and Mary Jane's Not a Virgin Anymore and she's really amazing. And um, I think its legacy perhaps is more worthwhile than its initial sort of like um, gift to the world, you know, yeah. the legacy lives on and that's more interesting. It's kind of, it's kind of like the stains themselves, Like right? the stains themselves. That's it. It's, it's the message that got communicated and spread rather yep. than the thing itself. And messily, much like the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's a pretty good place to stop. I think that's a great place to mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks as always to Jeremy Wartsman for letting us use the recording space. Check out their podcast, Jackie Winter Gives You the Business. Um, we are, on social medias of all forms um, and, uh, you know, leave us a review or tell a friend or, you know, whatever. Um, I've been Mike Cairns. Over there is Cain Porked Up Daniel. Ja Rastafari. <laughs> you had to do it. <laughs> and uh, thank you for joining us and introducing us to this excellent film, Macquarie. Um, and, I hope you guys uh, don't put out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we, you know, this film ought to be better known. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and um, and Macquarie, uh, you said that you you were inspired <laughs> to form a band. Uh, yeah. Or, um, what what's your band's name? My band's the Faculty, and a, just a little tidbit: every time we play, we say the Faculty don't put out before we start a set. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you very much, and we'll uh, speak to you again soon. Yeah, I wanna see the world for free, but I don't like the things you see. Yeah.
Thank you.